your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, what's going on? Welcome to the Locked On President's Trophy Winners Podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your President's Trophy winners. And joining me today, I had to have my man Shaggy Von Doom joining me for this show because big moment, very big moment. The Avalanche, um, if you couldn't tell within the first 30 seconds of the show, have locked up the President's Trophy, the number one team in the league And we're going to be discussing it and everything that has come before it and everything that has led up until now. And Kyle is going to be joining me for the duration of the show. Uh, And if you don't follow the show, definitely do it on Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Instagram, locked on Avalanche and send questions, comments, concerns, which you really should have no more concerns uh, or excitement to locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. So first Kyle want to, welcome you uh once again you have a smile on your face i think avalanche fans around the country have smiles on their face uh this is part of what they wanted to accomplish it was no secret so uh they did it's not the the end game it's not the goal you've you've won nothing other than a president's trophy uh but how you feeling right now maybe that's a a a dumb question but um i want you to get your thoughts and your feelings out right now because I, I know you're an excited man in the words of the uh future president of the united states uh dwayne the rock johnson <laughs> finally after 20 years the colorado avalanche have won the president's trophy uh <laughs> i've been a mix of smiles and tears and i mean it's just a banner day for all the fans that had to suffer through the 48 point season and jared bednar turning it around and bringing us to the president's trophy just four years later. And with Nathan McKinnon on the bench, Joe going Hmm. crazy Belmar. I mean, just seeing the hustle and the dedication that this team had to achieving that goal. They set out at the beginning of the year. um, I mean, it just speaks volumes to the team. And I know avalanche fans around the country and the world are absolutely on cloud nine. And I think because it's been 20 years since the Avalanche can claim this, um, it's a big deal. And, you know, there might be some people around the league and fans of other teams who are saying you haven't won anything and and they're right. But this, you know, there's a trophy for this for a reason. So, you know, you number one, you have to celebrate it because the NHL recognizes it. And, uh, you know, the Avalanche haven't haven't claimed it in, in a, in a long time. So, um, I, I was, I was just getting out of high school the last time that they claimed <laughs> this thing. So the interesting thing here is, and I'm not getting ahead of myself too much. You know, we keep saying the avalanche are built to win now and for the foreseeable future. We could be, you know, five years from now, this might be a ho-hum, you know, we did it again. It'd still be exciting, and I don't want to ever feel like, you know, we're, we're cocky because we have a really good team and we should have a really good team uh, for the future. But right now, right here and now, this is a big moment. And uh, like you said, I think because 
that horrid season was not that long ago. Um, and turning it around the way that they did methodically turning it around um, and every year getting incrementally better. This was on the radar of, of the turnaround and they've accomplished it. And it's, it cannot be minimized uh, where this team was a few short years ago, 48 point season on record, the worst season in history. If we didn't have COVID Detroit would have taken that mantle, but we still have it for a full season. And, you know, a few short years later, the avalanche can claim the president's trophy, not the last piece of hardware that they want. Uh, but so many factors going into this, the whole uh, Matt Duchesne trade that went down, which will f- live in, in avalanche infamy. Um, you, there's just so many things and things were heading in the right direction with Patrick Wah. And then when he just said, I'm out, um, and the abs had to rebuild. I think a lot of avalanche fans were thinking like, you know, this is going to take rebuilds can take longer than this. This doesn't happen the way that the avalanche have done it. So what sticks out to you, um, as you know, I don't think there's one thing, but what are the things that you look at as to, to why this team has turned it around and in terms of rebuilds quickly, um, it would have to be Bednar at the helm with this, um, working hand in hand with, with Joe Sackick. Um, I think the reason that Wall leaving stung so bad and the season that followed because Patrick Wall was a Colorado Avalanche legend. Right. And for him to say, I can't do anything with this team, I'm walking away, it made it feel like, why do we have to have hope in this team? And if you would have told any Avalanche fan, oh, in about five years, you guys are going to be bringing home the President's Trophy, there's not a lot of people that would have believed you, especially with Jared Bednar, Columbus Blue Jacket, minor league coach. Nobody would have believed you. But, I mean, it's a top to bottom. You mentioned the Matt Duchesne. It's getting rid of the personalities and getting everybody to buy in. And tonight's game was an evidence of that. I mean, it wasn't the top line going off. It was everyone else. And yeah. they were on fire that whole first period. Oh my God. They were on fire. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the Duchesne thing, I think, you know, uh, that's going to get talked about, I, I think, a lot in the next couple of days. And if when people are talking about the turnaround, because it was like, you know, they, they, the, the WA thing happened and then Duchesne wanted out. And you're like, you know, yeah, like, like you said, like, I think people were thinking, like, if, if he wants out, and at the time he was, the avalanche you know what i mean like mckinnon had not taken off yet um so you know you're losing your your best player wants out so you are thinking like man like if he doesn't want to play for us how are we going to attract free agents um you know but they did they attracted free agents they built through the draft they did it how you normally do read builds just insanely quick insanely quick and that was just a couple years after uh, Patrick Wall won the Jack Adams. Yeah, like we were—I mean, we were climbing. Everybody was happy, and we lost Duchesne, Stasny, Ryan O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of those names were getting, and it was—it was bleak. Like we were the—we were the joke of the league. Like the poop emoji, Colorado. <laughs> I saw that being shared so many times, and now 
like we are getting the uh getting the eyeballs of just casual fans like this team is built different and that turnaround is just evidence of Joe Sackick and uh, Jared Bednar and the philosophy they've instilled on the entire team. What do you think? Uh, do you think this is what will uh, get Jared Bednar to be kind of a household name? Or do you think they need to, you know, go win a cup? Obviously, I think, I think if you win a cup, then, then of course that goes without saying. But um, <clears throat> does winning a president's trophy force people to look back at what he's done since he's gotten here? Um, and, and yeah, he has been up for the Jack Adams, but, um, and in my opinion should have won it. And the year he didn't win it, it was because Vegas that they, that they considered a expansion team, which let's get real. They're they're an expansion team in the sense of the definition, but that was not an expansion team. Um, and, and it was, you know, um, I can't remember the name of the coach, but he won it because you know you have a team labeled an expansion team and they go to the Stanley Cup that coach is going to win it but you know Jared Bednar turned the the historically worst team on record and the next season they're in the playoffs to me that's more impressive than uh, an expansion team getting getting to have carte blanche basically of picking their roster more impressive so he was up for that year didn't win it and he hasn't been up for it since, but, you know, and, and I get it, you know, people need to win games and he, he's done nothing but that after the first season. Do you think, um, even if they don't win it this year, is he now more recognizable for what he's accomplished to this point as a coach? Uh, more people know who he is. Um, he's definitely on people's radar and I really don't think Bednar cares about the atoms it's not even it doesn't even phase him he's constantly building and getting the team inching forward inching forward and i think he's got he's got the stanley cup as his goal anything else is okay but i mean he's he's you never see bednar making uh quotes that make the rounds in the in the media he's very he's very reserved so jack adams just would be that's nice and then he goes right back into talking about guys coming back. That's true. That's a good point. I, I, yeah, I mean, I think there's some part of him that would like to win it just for his own uh, personal mindset, being a coach, you know, from the AHL and um, you know, now, and I just think for his own personal mind, he, he would want to win it. Not as a, uh, you know, I don't think he's, he is hoping and praying and, and, and that I don't, that's not why he coaches, you know, that's not, let's get that out of the way. But um, I think just as a sense of accomplishment, I, I think he would, I think he would like to win at least one. So uh, we'll see, but we should get to awards later on. Let's remind me of that. We'll, we'll do awards later on and see if the avalanche will get shafted this year. Um, <clears throat> all right. But first we're going to hear from uh, Wealthfront and investing. It can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner, are you a beginner in investing? Do you do investing much? Or are you? I'm very, very, very beginner. Very beginner, as in you don't do it at all. Okay. Well, Wealthfront can make it easy for you, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom. They have the right tools for every portfolio. They can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. Do you know what that means? 
it's personalized in minutes. So <laughs> uh, there's no manual trades, there's no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. All you need is $500 to get started, grow your wealth the easy way, and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free, go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. That's W E A L T H F R O N T.com slash locked on NHL to start growing your savings. Once again, wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL and get started today. So let's talk about these past two games specifically, maybe, you know, more geared towards the game. Uh, that was last night. Um, yeah, the the Avs complete dominance in that first period. Complete. I think that was the most dominant period they've ever played, and not only had nothing to show for it, were trailing by the end of it. A, yeah. I, I don't know if it was a penalty on. It, it could have been called a penalty on Burkowski, um, but. You know, he made a, a questionable play. He lost his his edge, and the Kings have a breakaway. And with forty seconds left, they are up one to nothing. Were you nervous at all, or or or, or not? Just based on the way that they played that first period, yeah. were you okay? Oh yeah, I, <laughs> that entire first period. I mean. It was it was mirrored. I mean, we were talking about our old teams. I remember teams doing that to us, and for us to control and like watching the Kings steadily get more and more exhausted every time we would cycle the puck, and then um, it's just even I did not feel nervous going into that second, and to see not just the team not give up, but JoJo, he did not let it phase him, and he stood on his head the rest of the game. There were a couple more breakaway chances, and he did not fold. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that really I think that really solidified a lot of faith I have in Jojo now that he can hold his own and he's starting to feel really confident with the team he's playing and I think people you know first impressions are everything and the first impressions that people had with him were not good ones because the first shots I, I think in his first three games if I if I'm not mistaken the first shot in his first three games, he gave up goals. I, I'm almost certain of that. Uh, so people, and even though some of those games they did turn around and win, uh, the first one they didn't. He, I think he was, I, I, you'll have to go back and look. But um, uh, he didn't start off games the best. But he got, in almost every game, he got stronger as the game went on. <clears throat> and I think people still look at his uh, stats and records when he was in Buffalo, which is the worst possible thing you can do. And I'm not here to rag on Buffalo, but when you play on a bad team, you're going to have bad stats. I don't know if people realize that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, But this is Joe Sackick uh, knowing talent. And I'm not saying... Johansson's going to be their future, but he is proving to be uh, what they exactly what they need, um, and I and and what they needed last year going into the playoffs. So um, yeah, he gave up 
uh, a breakaway goal. You can't fault him for that. That's difficult to defend. But after that, he was shut down. And even Drew Doughty had a, a open look on him that he just easily gloved. You're right. I think he played uh, a very good game. And, you, you know, going back to that first period, wow, the, that one shift that they had, I think they got three shifts out there in that one possession. Yeah. It was incredible. And again, nothing to show for it, but because they played so dominant, you you felt like okay, like it's it, the 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 dam is going to break at some point, and that's exactly what happened. They didn't. I mean, I think the the first goal, the Tyson Jost goal, which I correctly abs Twitter psychic that by the way. <laughs> hey, hey. Of the year. Um, uh, wh- that didn't come. I mean, that was about halfway through the second. Yeah, close to it. So you're still like they're, they're playing fine. It's just like when is it going to come? And man, like the relief that came out of me when he got that one in yeah, and then it was just off to the races. That's what the avalanche have done in the second period, this entire season, they've owned the second, the second period. So thoughts, uh, that entire second period, um, was absolutely electric. And I mean, we, we talked about it in the first segment, but just the contributions from players that you wouldn't think, I, I messaged you. Uh, I said I'd take back everything I said about Tyson Jones. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you, you were a uh, not-so-nice fan of uh, Tyson. But, dude, like, it, I'm not saying it's not warranted. Like, he no. was not playing well. And if you go back to uh, – I had Ryan Clark from The Athletic on. If you want to scroll through the shows, I don't know exactly what number it is, but um, – he we talked about Tyson Jost mm-hmm. and he said then he goes people forget how young he is and he and and these guys you know there's some guys that need t- more time to develop than others and we were talking about him specifically and i think that's all it is i think yeah. that's all it was for him he just needed more time and the avalanche were willing to give him that time and now he's rewarding them yeah i mean five goals in two games I mean, it's crazy, and it's it's because I honestly I feel like he's buying into like that. The president's trophy was that carrot at the end of the stick, and I feel like he was determined that he was going to get that president's trophy. Yeah, like he, you know, Nathan McKinnon not in the game for the last two games, uh, and Tyson Jost has has risen up the lines. He he was playing on the fourth line earlier this year. And now he is centering the top line with uh, Miko Rantanen and Gabe Landeskog. I don't think anybody we we've been, you know, when everybody do, does those mock uh, Kraken drafts, he's always on that list. And even Ryan Clark, going back to Ryan Clark, he, Ryan for every uh, Kraken draft he's done. I think he's done six of them. He's done like six volumes of them. And he has Tyson Jost taking, uh, or he has the Kraken taking Tyson Jost in every single one of them. He's been consistent in doing that. I don't think the Avalanche let him go now. No. I mean, no, absolutely not. Like, and of, of course, this is seeing how he handles the playoffs, but I mean, mm-hmm. he's, but he's consistently been pretty good in the playoffs. So yeah. uh, I think he's really, 
played his way onto the team, and it's been incredible to see. I mean, absolutely. I mean, we've. Uh, I remember before the season started, we were talking about where is he going to go and who are we going to get for him. Yeah. And now, now we're talking about how can we keep him? Yeah, because they gave him basically a, a one year, basically put up or shut up deal. Let's see what you got. Uh, he was the last one to sign, and yep. we we were talking about that. Why hasn't Tyson Joe signed? This is not a tough deal for the Avalanche. Yeah, Tyson Joe's doesn't really have much leverage. Why has he not signed yet? And it wasn't like they got all the guys signed and then like a day went by. I think it was like two weeks that went by yeah. before they signed Tyson Jost. And I couldn't figure it out. I was thinking like, well, there's got to be a deal. There's got to be a deal for him. And, you know, knowing Joe Sackick, I think he maybe was trying to put a package together. Nothing materialized. And, and you know, good thing. Good thing. For yeah, we were talking about him possibly going with uh, Anthony Duclair before the season started because they were mm. both free agents at the time. Yeah. And it just, it kept going on and on. And I remember it was a race to who can message first. Like here, do you think about Joe? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Right. Yeah. But um, no, it's worked out in the avalanche favor. Yeah. So um, all right, let's uh, get to our last couple sponsors and then we'll, we'll kind of surmise where this goes from here. For the avalanche so uh built bar you know built bar i've been talking about it for quite some time now and they have nine delicious flavors that are always available like coconut and coconut almond and cherry and mint brownie and what are you a, a peanut butter a, yes all right my man uh and I, I knew we were you know kindred spirits you know. for a reason uh peanut butter <laughs> brownie just regular peanut butter un- unbelievable flavors and then they have their limited time flavors as well so definitely check back for those there's something for everyone uh most bars contain 17 grams of protein 130 calories four grams of sugar four grams of net carbs a couple couple other flavors are 18 grams of protein 180 calories five grams of sugar five grams of net carbs either way you go they taste great and they are great for you. So order today. You can go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked15, and you'll get 15% off of your first order. Once again, that promo code is locked15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. And then head over to betonline.ag, place all your scratch that you got from Wealthfront on <laughs> the Avalanche to take the cup home. So, yeah, betonline the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Hockey is entering the playoffs. Kind of. Some teams are going into playoffs. Some are still finishing up the regular season. Uh, That's COVID baby. Um, (laughs) Get all the latest news, odds, and info on your sporting needs for baseball, basketball, hockey, and even UFC and MMA. So before the next pick, pitch or puck drop or slam dunk, head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the sports news, sign up bonuses and contest information. When you sign up through the website or on your mobile device, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit with the promo code locked on. That is betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. So, all right. Uh, Monday, right, is the Avalanche first game. Mm-hmm. Did they give a time for it? Uh, it is, well, nine o'clock here in Alabama. So, so seven o'clock mountain time? Probably, yes. Um, all right. So, yeah. So, it's going to be a, a matchup with the St. Louis Blues, who are playing better. Um, let me bring up their, their current 
uh, streak that they're on if they are on one. They've won three in a row. And Bennington's uh, making his comments, so he's getting in playoff mode. I don't know is if he, he really? That. Yeah, he, he made one – just put the headset on after their game tonight and just said, we're coming. So – Great. I, I mean that that's that's fine. That's what you want. So um you don't want them to just roll over and die. Yeah, he's right there on the edge already. So I can't wait yeah. to I can't wait to meet him Monday. Um <clears throat> so it, it's not like the the abs were not gonna have people gunning for them anyway. Uh I was saying at the beginning of the season when they were tagged as the favorites going in from from the people, you know, the the odds makers, they had a target on their back right away because they're a team that had that title and hadn't won anything yet. So you have the teams like, you know, Tampa Bay, who's coming off of the Stanley cup championship. Um, And I think some players get, you know, annoyed about things like that. Not that Tampa Bay is playing Colorado this season with the way that the seasons was set up, but um, you're going to have whoever you're playing, uh, you're going to get their, their, a one game because you're considered the best. So they want to be able to say they, they hung with and possibly beat the best. Now you're going into the playoffs where every single game obviously is monumental. You're going up against an old division rival. You're going up against a team that is starting to improve their play. Um, where do you think this goes? Is this, uh, are the avalanche just rolling and keep in mind that the avalanche should be pretty healthy. They might not have Brandon sod right off the bat. And who else are they missing? Byram Byram who God, like he, he should be what I haven't really got any updates on him in a while. I, I will say it now. I don't know if we'll see him. For a while you would think like because it was covid to begin with and then it was an injury and then the way things are going for the abs this year those types of mysterious injuries we haven't seen guys return from that yet maybe matt calvert did once he tried but then he's back out again exactly yeah. so uh you know eric johnson's out uh Francois, like all these guys were there just these mystery if here's the thing if a guy is coming back. We're getting an update from them, fr- mm-hmm. from from Coach Bednar. We've heard nothing from Byram, so you might be right on him. And he's been gone so long that this is not the time of the year we need to knock off rust. Yeah, it's true. So, yeah. So overall, the Avs should be healthy, save mm-hmm. for Brandon Sod. But I think Brandon Sod will return at some point during yeah. this series. Um, so yeah, I saw he's he's back skating. I saw that on the broadcast. Yeah, uh, sure, last right. Night. You're so right. He's yep. back skating. That's true. So, um, yeah, a, a relatively healthy Avalanche team going up against an improving St. Louis Blues team. What do you got? I mean, we're five and three against them already this year, and I think their three wins were right after our we were injury depleted. Um, so we're fresh and we're rolling. And we just need to keep going. I feel like we're all locked in on this mission. Um, I And honestly, with Bennington already in his playoff form, I feel like if we hang a couple on him, he's going to go basket case. And I, th- we'll, I think we'll be all right in this series. So the only thing that really uh, scares me is, 
you know, the, the last matchup that the abs had with St. Louis, that was the best defensive performance I've seen all year from, from any team. And this is coming from someone who's watched every single abs game who have probably the best defensive team in the league. Um, if St. Louis says like, okay, like we just have to play that way, uh, which is easier said than done. Um, the Avs are going to have their hands full, but like you said, uh, they didn't have their full team. Then they, they were down a lot of guys for that game. So getting those guys back, that is, is huge. That, that turns the tide a lot. Uh, but can St. Louis play that style for a full, what could be seven game series? That's a lot to ask. So we'll see. And, and we have literally lines two through four, like absolutely white hot right now. And you're asking the Blues to play perfect defense in a seven right. game series every shift. Right. And I don't, especially like Krug is invisible. Like they are a hurt and old team. Um, you mm. ask them to play perfect for seven games. I don't know if that's possible. Mm. Yeah. That it's, it's, it, you, they'll get them on a couple games. You know what I mean? I, this is not going to be like last year when they were up against um, Arizona and just no. walked over them. Um, the Blues are going to give them a series. I don't think, you know, the Avs are really going to blow them out in any game. I think each game will be tight. Um, and, and that you would expect that like these, these guys know each other, they play against each other all the time. Um, and yeah, the abs had their number on a good number of games. So you have to go back to that film and say like, all right, why did it work in these games? It could simply because they were healthier in the games that they won. And, uh, the very first game of the season, the blues played great defense and they won. And then the very next game avalanche beat them eight to nothing. And so what are you going to get? We were on our point streak. And when it ended, we went on a, a three game skid. The Blues are also on this hot streak right now. They had to play for that fourth spot. They were waffling between them and Arizona for a while. They won their way in and now they're hot. And now we got this little playoff pause. Can the Blues flip that switch again and go right back to hot? Or is it going to take them a minute? And mm. I think games one and two are going to be um, the deciding factor in this series. Which will be at the ball arena because this baby's going through Denver. Uh, Will they 8,000, 7,000? It's just shy of 8,000. I think it's like 7,750. And I heard what Landis Gog said in last night's broadcast. He said even the 4,000 that are there makes it feel like a full arena. Yeah. I can't wait for 8,000 playoff. Yeah. It's going going to be be great. And, and hopefully, maybe, who knows, if they can continue on, uh, those numbers go up and up and up. I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, getting basically double the number that you have in there right now um, is, is perfect timing right when the playoffs start. So there is nothing better than playoff hockey. I'm sorry. Like, uh, now is the time when uh, – I so many people ask me during the season, like, oh, I want to get into hockey – uh, and I tell people like, yeah, you should. It's the greatest sport in the world. I'm like, but if you really want to get into it, wait until the playoffs. Uh, because, I mean, the season can be long. I, 
you know, for people like you and me, it's, you know, I, I could, the season should be 12 months a year. Absolutely. <laughs> but, um, I get it. It's, you know, it's like me and baseball. Like I don't, I really, I'll watch baseball here and there, but when the playoffs come, I'm watching baseball games, but there's some people that can watch a baseball game whenever. Um, I tell people, if you really want to get what hockey's all about, tune in playoff time. And that's where we are. Absolutely love playoff hockey. It's the best thing in the world. I cannot wait for this thing to get started. Yeah, and if you don't like playoff hockey, the regular season's still going on till Wednesday. So, <laughs> you, you, if you you want to watch Calgary and uh, Vancouver? Go right ahead. We'll enjoy the playoffs and let you know how it is. <laughs> you can get the best. You, <laughs> you get the best of both worlds. You can uh, watch the regular season while the playoffs are still going on. <laughs> Only in this COVID world. So, Wonderful. um. Kyle, man, like I, 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 pre- I always appreciate you coming on. And yeah, when, when we were texting after the game was over and you were like, there's tears in my eyes. I, I got it. Yeah. I got it because, um, you know, being an avalanche fan, you go through a lot. And when you're a small market team, um, and you have the talent that this team has, uh, you don't take it for granted because, nope. uh, you, you're always going up against those, you know, the New Yorks and the LAs. So uh, it's special when a team that's, you know, in a smaller market like the Avalanche are can be this good. Yeah. Awesome. And like if, for me being here in Alabama, having to defend not only my hockey fandom, but my team. And when you're having to defend the Avalanche when they were just absolutely terrible, it's hard to do when people ask, yeah. you like hockey? And you tell them yes. And then you point them to the Avalanche and, we're losing like 10 nothing against Montreal. It's mm. hard to get people to understand, but this is supposedly our new golden era that we're about to go into. And for everything that all Avalanche fans have gone through the last 20 years, this night belongs to you guys mm. for sticking it out and being a fan. Um, this President's Trophy is rewarding you guys for sticking it out, and the playoffs are only going to get better. Absolutely. Celebrate it. Enjoy it. Uh, but don't rest on it because playoffs are right around the corner and you have a, a St. Louis team that wants to take you down. So, uh, let's get to it. So thank you again. And always for jumping on. It's always appreciated. Uh, file, follow Mr. Kyle Sullivan on the Twitter sphere at Shaggy Von Doom. The one and only greatest Twitter handle ever. (laughs) Uh, All right, everybody. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. It's always appreciated. Uh, We'll see you guys tomorrow. I think we're going to do a a locker room tomorrow. We didn't do it tonight just because so much going on, obviously. So I think we're going to do the locker room tomorrow. Follow me on Twitter because I'll post it on there if we're going to do it. But I'm planning on doing it. Um, And then you guys can talk about what you want to talk. That's what those locker rooms are for. So I know a lot of people want to talk about this president's trophy victory so do it on the locker room uh app so go download it we'll do that tomorrow all right everyone thank you for tuning in it's always appreciated talk to you later here is jovi go abs go